I'm Justine. I'm Daniela. And, and welcome, welcome to Zen What, a podcast where we discuss our own personal journeys towards healing and wellness. We're two best friends on a mission to break the stigma around mental health. And we hope that by sharing our stories, you will feel less alone. The veil of silence drops with us. Hey everyone, we're wishing you all the very best. Whether you're thriving or surviving, we're here for you. If you haven't yet, please rate, review, and subscribe to Zen What on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you choose to listen. Yay! Yay! Recording remotely. Remotely. <laughs> it's our first remote episode. I know. I'm excited because I um, love recording in person. I do too. But <laughs> we're know, making it work. We're making we're, it work. We're just, we're just trying to make it work, guys. Yeah. We're just by we got any some means stuff necessary. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Aww. Exactly. Yay. Yay. How are you, friend? Oh, you know. I'm hanging in there. <laughs> no, I'm I saw well, I saw you rowing today. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was good. That is so meditative too. I was just like Focusing on breathing in and out and yeah. my form, listening to some good music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, had therapy today. It's always like yeah. a fun little emotional roller coaster. Yeah. But um, yes. I'm in good health, so I can't can't exactly. complain. So Yep, yep. Yeah. How about you? How are you doing? I am good as well. I took a yoga class today. Okay, so my yoga teacher, one of my favorites, her name is Autumn. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to take Autumn's class on the first day of Autumn. The <laughs> synchronicity. Oh I was like, oh my God, yes. I get there and this other teacher named Melissa was like, oh, Autumn had something come up, so I'm going to teach today. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> this lady was like Melissa Gorga, but with a lot more brains in her head. <laughs> and so she had this thick jersey accent i love that she was really like uh like almost like a pushy mom in a good mm-hmm, way mm-hmm. like she spotted me in a pose and she was like girl you can get back here girl girl come on come on back here <laughs> that's so funny oh my god she was great and there's only eight people in the class so we got all our form little tiny yeah. form adjustments, little adjustments that were really awesome that's awesome mm-hmm. getting some attention yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so so good Aww. Um, well, you, and you looked hot in your uh, little getup today. Thanks, boo. Kidding, that, was my aut- <laughs> that was my autumnal. Oh my god, yoga I love it. I love it. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, it was good. Yesterday in class, we had a sound bath. Oh wow, work. that's so that nice. Surprise! It was really nice. Did she like lay yeah. those hands on you, or like what was it? No, today was actually the first time somebody's laid hands on me since COVID. Mm-hmm. But um. She was doing the sound bath, and it was, like, so soothing yeah. and wonderful and beautiful and wonderful. There was a man next to me, solid six foot three, right? Big dude. He was, like, doing these poses. He was, like, doing great. Laid down. Daniela, he was snoring yep. so fucking loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, yep. he was out. I wanted to holler. <laughs> I was like, Yo, my guy was saying. Yeah, blissful. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, she just created such a beautiful energy and he was zun. Yeah, sometimes that's all it takes. Like, um, I went to acupuncture last week Mm -hmm. and um, I guess I didn't get that much sleep, but you know, sometimes I'll fall asleep during a session and this time around, it was so funny, like 
I like would wake up and I would be like, oh my gosh, was I like in a meditative trance? Like, I don't remember like the last thought I had. It's like, no, bitch, you were asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Have I ascended to a new level of wellness and healing? Like, no, girl. Is this Nirvana? No, girl. (laughs) You're on 18th and 2nd. You are not (laughs) out of this world. So, so funny. Yeah. Oh, man. Good times. Yeah. Good times. Um, but for today, we're also, I think we're going to intro with our healing game mm. with the the and or the skin deep. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's called the skin deep um, with the healing edition. And since we're doing remote and I have the game, I'm going to just put pull both cards for us. Yep. And I'll ask one to you. And then I'll answer the one, I guess, for myself, mm-hmm. I guess. And I think this is like a nice start since we're talking about friendships today. Mm-hmm. We thought it would be a cute way to start the episode, just get into it, ask each other some yeah. personal deep questions, and yeah. yeah, take it from there. I know. I love these. They're like fortune cookies. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Wait, no, read what it was. We don't have to answer, but read what it was. <laughs> It's like you never know what this, you're gonna get. Yeah, this said, "What am I not facing?" Oh my nope. god, the Put audacity! That right back the gall. <laughs> so rude. Oh, the next one. What are you not facing? Uh huh, girl. It asks you okay. twice. It said, "What am I not oh, facing?" Then it says, "What are you not facing?" Bitch. Get the fuck. <laughs> Y'all are out crazy over there at the skin deep. Yeah. Um. Okay. This is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. I actually think this is pretty interesting. I'm going to ask you this okay, one. Okay. So knowing everything about um, me, my word for the year, mm. my current relationship status, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. If you were in my shoes, what would you do? Okay. That's like very simple. <laughs> very vague and simple. I love um, it. I would, I would take some time off to just rest. Like... <laughs> I would just do that. Like, I would disconnect. <laughs> I would forget about recording. I would go on some remote island. You know what? I heard the Galapagos has, like, no cell reception. So you could go there. <laughs> go with your boo. Oh, my God. Red to fill. Red to fill. It's all love. It's all love. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, take mm. some time for you because, um... You know, even though you quit your job and you still have more time on your hands, you know, to do other stuff, I feel like you've just hit the ground running and um, it would be, you know, be good for you to just take some time for yourself and, you know, just be really present and relax. But that's easier said than done, right? So (laughs) Yes, yeah. And I am planning another little getaway. Where are you going? Yeah. New Orleans. Oh my God! Yay! Yeah, I'm gonna go to a Saints game with Crunch. Uh huh. Oh, nice. I'm gonna force him to go to a Saints game. He is not a Saints fan, so I am so excited. What is he? He's a Ravens fan. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so we'll see. I think it'll be fun. We're gonna do like six solid days there. So oh wow! Fun. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Have you already started thinking about like where you want to eat? Definitely, yes. A lot of places closed and now have reopened new things. Mm, oh, that's sad. Yeah, um, but Touche will be going, I think, two weeks before then, so she'll <laughs> let me know, like, new... The new hot spots. Hot spots. Uh-huh. Oh, yep, that's yep, so yep. fun. Yeah, 
That should be fun. Yeah, I definitely want to uh, go there with Adam. We've both been, but separately. Oh God, yeah. yeah. It is, I mean, it's the best trip, I think, for anything, mm-hmm. right? Solo, girlfriends, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's such a beautiful couple's trip. Yeah. It can be really, really a romantic city mm-hmm. when it wants to be. Yeah. That's a fun city. Yeah. So, oh. Like, the people are great. 10 out of 10. Oh. 10 out of 10. The best Uber rides, Lyft rides, like, <laughs> yes. so fun. Yes. <laughs> Still praying and donating for you guys for that goddamn hurricane Ugh. that hit you. I know people still have no electricity, and there's lots of issues going on, so. Woo. While we're but, on the topic, do you, are there any, like, charities that you... Yes. Yeah. Um, so, I put some on our Two Black Girl Instagram, mm-hmm. but... I'll say them now. The Whitney Plantation mm-hmm. is the only plantation that tours from the perspective of enslaved people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really wanted to go last time. We didn't get a chance to. And now a lot of the stuff has been destroyed. Oh my gosh. But the fact that some of that stuff is still there mm-hmm. and was built in like the 1800s yeah. by enslaved people, it really needs preserving. Mm-hmm. Those people are still getting paid and no one's touring, so they definitely need the funds right now. Yeah. Um, so to the Whitney Plantation, also to the people in the bayou, mm-hmm. because if you like shrimp and crawfish mm-hmm. like I do, <laughs> you, you will know that the bayou is very important. Yeah. Um, so the people of the bayou need help as well, so I'll try to put the links in the description box so you guys can That'd go be great. look at that. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Yeah. Nice. Um... Oh, okay. This is what you're asking me. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> is it my turn card. to get rent to fill? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yep, sure is. <laughs> okay. What do you see that I don't? Oh, boy. <laughs> so what do I see in Daniela that she doesn't see yeah. in herself? Yeah. I see someone who has taken the act of her humanity and grace for herself so intently and seriously that she is now glowing from the inside fucking out to the fact that she has actually taken this like i'm gonna treat myself like how i would treat a friend very seriously um you come into situations with a calmness a um and just a a level head in a way that nobody else in my life really does. I think that I have said this numerous times without you (laughs) with you, but like you're the friend that I go to when I want a friend like myself, if that makes sense. Like when I give people advice, I'm like, damn, I wish I had me at this scene. (laughs) You would have me. Oh, I love you so much. into the screen oh my god like the ring or something oh my god. i know my hair's a twist too i go like it's okay i'm like all red face like still red from my therapy session oh, oh boy oh uh, boy oh well that was fun that was a cute little start it was fun yeah that was a fun start i love this game um but today we are talking about friendships mm-hmm. Um, and our experience during COVID with our friendships. Mm -hmm. This is a really, um, interesting one because I feel like a lot of people lost their friends. A lot of people 
had friends who were grieving mm-hmm. um, either during or after um, the pandemic kind of let up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so keeping those friendships while also being like remote like how we are mm-hmm. right now was like really, really tough. So we're just going to go through our can we discuss keep it 100 and soul stretch through those po- topics. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe so our listeners can get a little idea of um, you know, the differences between our social circles and how we approach friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm someone with a very, very small circle. Um, mm-hmm. I probably can count the amount of friends I have in one hand, maybe two if mm-hmm. I'm feeling generous. But um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I keep it pretty, um, pretty small. I think it's easier for me like to, um, you know, it's like I don't have an issue like socializing. I love socializing with strangers, but I think like really letting someone mm. in and like mm. really considering someone a friend, it takes me a while to get there. Um, because I'm introverted and, you know, it's hard to be vulnerable and to, Mm -hmm. um, build that trust with someone. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, you're like Miss Congeniality, got a (laughs) whole bunch of friends and I'm just so lucky to be on that list. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I, um, also, I will say Daniela is one of the best wing women ever, ever. She, you could take her on a date. Oh my God. She'll find somebody else to talk to. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. You know, that's not the first time I've heard that. If I do say so myself. I'm not surprised. (laughs) I'm not surprised. Yeah. I love that. I love being someone's wing woman. Someone's hype woman. (laughs) Yes. Like if you can't, uh, what's that saying? If you can't do teach, I'm very much that, Mm. you know, (laughs) Mm. probably awkward as hell on like my own date, but being someone's (laughs) wing woman, hell yeah. I could totally do that. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, yeah, I have a lot of friends. I remember when I first got, um, together with my boyfriend, mm-hmm. he was like, how many people oh my God. are like your best friend? Oof. And I was like, realistically, <laughs> if I'm really going to count it out, there's probably like 15 people who are like, yeah, just needs my best friend. Which yeah. is like... <laughs> so true. <laughs> and really all my friends, first of all, are all the same. All of you are introverted. You all say y'all socially awkward. Yeah. All y'all say the same thing. You're like, why I keep... You're like collecting like us a, like uh, Pokemon cards. Oh, Pokemon master. <laughs> yeah. Pokemon master over here of the introverts. Oh my it's God. so wild. I, my mom and I have the same quality. Mm-hmm. Um, and even so throughout the experience of me being friends with so many introverts, I'm still like, you have trouble speaking to people? <laughs> I'm like, why? <laughs> still. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so funny. But yeah, we do have very different social circles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love your friends. They're great. You know, yeah. I see yeah. why you're friends with them and they're friends with yes. you, you know? <laughs> yep. 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 Oh boy. Um, but yeah, I guess we can <clears throat> talk more about our friendships during the COVID-19, mm-hmm. specifically the like quarantine yeah. period, mm-hmm. um, because when that first started, that got real, real, real rough. So during the quarantine, let's go, let's go the, the first quarter, right? That like March to May, mm-hmm. because that was a time where everybody was like really on the FaceTime and really mm-hmm. not seeing anybody. Yeah. Did you lose any friendships during that time? Um, I, I don't <clears throat> think so. I think that was a time where 
it was like you really wanted to connect with people because what was happening was so scary and so yeah. like I think I made more of an effort of keeping up with the FaceTimes or shooting someone mm-hmm. a text um, mm-hmm. I think as like the COVID or pandemic fatigue hit like I think yeah. and it was like just becoming more and more overwhelming like sometimes it was just too hard to keep in touch with certain people and to like show yeah. up for them in ways that I used to it was like I felt like at certain points I was hanging by a thread and like I just mm. couldn't show up for certain people because um, I was really just trying to keep it together yeah um, yeah yeah it was it was hard yeah. <laughs> how about you in the beginning in the very beginning, I didn't. I actually, um, and especially because I moved to a new space, mm-hmm. um, I was trying my best to connect with people and also being an introvert or extrovert that like thrives off of being with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really trying to reach out to everybody. That's also the time when I started getting into drag race and a lot of my friends, my gay friends told me like, you would fucking love this show. Like you are fucking around not watching this. That's when you first got into drag race was the pandemic. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. So you just started consuming like all this drag content from like last. Wow. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What an evolution. Oh my God. (laughs) It's been a ride. Um, but through Drag Race, Mm -hmm. I definitely, we would have like FaceTimes after the show. We would have like cocktails that we would make before the show. Mm -hmm. So it kind of bonded us in a different way because we were all watching collectively as a unit versus even like an all-star season where it was like out on Paramount Plus. Mm -hmm. Like that's not the same as you're not watching it all at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so through that show, we definitely, uh, even bonded even closer. Oh, that's so great. That's awesome. Yeah, it was nice. Mm -hmm. It was nice. It's nice to bond with friends, like, over a show. Um, because, like, I know, like, Mm -hmm. if I'm watching a show that no one else is watching, it's like, I have no one to talk to about, like, what just happened, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. I have, um, made a career out of being the friend (laughs) you talk to about this show. And I love it. Yeah. Natasha and I both love it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wait. Are we talking about grief or are we talking about friendship breakups? We could do both. Okay. okay. I know that you went through some, like, some of your friends went through some really yeah. heavy stuff. Um, yeah. 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 So during the COVID time, some of my friends did experience grief. And at that time, I really do believe it was paused. And even now, mm-hmm. um, I've had friends who have lost um, very important family members. Yeah. And I think it's been on pause until, like, June. Mm-hmm. Like, until, like, everybody started getting vaccinated and we were really outside. Yeah. The grief was really on pause because all of my friends as well, most of them were still working. Yeah, yeah. Which is, we were so, so blessed um, in that area to still be um, working, but a lot of us were working harder than we've ever worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and so didn't really have time for to, like, nurture that part yeah. of ourselves. Yeah. Um, and just kind of leaned on each other to, like, distract each other and joke around yeah. on Zoom and, and get some laughs out. Yeah. But... 
that's pretty much it for for the grief stuff during covid yeah i mean it's hard to grief is like such a tricky thing to navigate through and i think everyone regardless if they lost a loved one was dealing with grief in some way during the pandemic absolutely um and we were all just trying to survive so it's like hard to really like Mm -hmm. pause when you're just trying to go 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 and are in survival mode um yeah and even when the people who are giving you your check to survive are acting like nothing's happening i hate that that was driving me nuts honestly that was that was really bad Mm -hmm. with everything right like not just covid but then like in june when yes george floyd Uh, died and george Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> the the, the uh, diversity emergencies yeah. that were all popping up out of nowhere, yeah. um, which as a black person working in two spaces at that time, right. I found an incredible amount of humor <laughs> in those diversity emergencies that kept popping up. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh I was like, oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> But it was still hard to like show up for work Absolutely. with people who didn't know what to do, especially because that was like client facing at that time. Mm-hmm. Were you client facing? Yeah, but I was like trying not to talk to clients. <laughs> okay. You know, I'm like, okay. I, I can't right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At that time, at that time I was on Zoom. I had like anywhere between seven to 10 meetings a day. So I was like always talking to people and we were like ignoring this giant mm-hmm. pink elephant right. in this room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was hard. Um, yeah, and just definitely just like grieving the life that we had before. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, like I think, and I say this all the time when I think about like my work situation, I yeah. feel like I would still be at my job if the pandemic hadn't happened. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, totally. Because it's like, you know, you get up every morning, you go to work then you get home and you only have a few hours to yourself um whether Mm -hmm. it's like Mm -hmm. to cook for yourself or go to the gym or whatever um and then you do it all over the next day like you don't really get a time to pause and reflect or like evaluate like Mm -hmm. what you want to do um Mm -hmm. and yeah like the pandemic caused me to just sort of slow down a little bit to really think Mm -hmm. about what kind of life I wanted to live um Mm -hmm. and then just like Mm -hmm. how you know everyone was handling the situation I was just like this doesn't matter um I just I just like couldn't I couldn't log in like it yeah. just became harder yeah. and harder to log in each morning yeah, yeah. until I was like I, I physically cannot do this anymore um, yeah 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 that is definitely true damn I had a something now it's gone anyway yeah. Um, so <laughs> navigating the changes in friendships. Exactly. So um, during the pandemic, your dynamics with your friendships may have changed, mm-hmm. but your love for your friends didn't change. Mm-hmm. Like nothing happened. All of this happened to all of us yeah. at once. Mm-hmm. None of us have been through this and none of our parents have either. Right. So we were kind of navigating it very, very siloed. And there are some things that because I was living alone and single for the bulk of the beginning Mm -hmm. of the quarantine time, when people started to not show up for me the ways that I would show up for them, Mm -hmm. it started 
I started to take great offense to yeah. it. You're supposed to be my friend! My, my friend, my soulmate, my sister! Get out that way! When in reality, they're dealing with whatever they need to deal with. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And having a home life. And um, trying to adjust also, to this new normal. To the new normal. Yeah. yeah. And like, um, or working part time mm -hmm. or being unemployed for a time mm -hmm. or working week to week or yeah. whatever the, the, their changes and shifts in life may have been. Mm -hmm. um, and I really, really desperately needed people at that time. I always describe to introverts that if it's like, it's like if you had to go to a networking event every day or else someone's grandma across the room would die. The anxiety right now. <laughs> you know, what it's, that's what it was like. Yeah. <laughs> it was like that. Yeah. And um, so when people didn't show up for me in the way that I wanted them to, I would get really offended. Mm -hmm. um, also because I was by myself for the, um, for the first time. And I think that I had to readjust my expectations mm -hmm. and boundaries mm -hmm. in my friendships mm -hmm. and learn that people are dealing with what they're dealing with. Mm -hmm. If somebody doesn't pick up the phone, guess what, girl? You got 14 other people. <laughs> yeah, lucky you, bitch. Who might be able to. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Totally. And at that time, I was like starting to get closer with my uh, now boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And so I could lean on him in certain ways as well. Yeah. Um, and so those friendship dynamics changing, but not the actual like love and relationship that you thought they were mm -hmm. was like a tough one for me. Yeah. How did you feel during that time, especially because you were leaning towards leaving your job and I know mm -hmm. you had friends you had work wives yeah I did <laughs> wives yeah sister wives <laughs> plural totally um you know I think in especially in light of the pandemic it's like you need to remind yourself that especially in this situation like everyone was doing their best in yep. whatever way they could and that's gonna yep. look differently for everyone so mm -hmm. looking at from that point of view um you know, I felt really lucky, honestly, when I was considering leaving my job. Like, I was in therapy. I was getting support from there. I had my work wives. Mm -hmm. Like, they were so supportive, um, you know? And it's not like they wanted me mm -hmm. to leave because then it's like, you know, yeah. we're going to be broken up. We're not going to talk to each other necessarily, like, every day or like, be able to provide that emotional support because work is very stressful. Um, mm -hmm. And it's so important mm -hmm. to have an ally or friends mm -hmm. at work I truly believe that like um I remember when I first started my job I was just so overwhelmed and just anxious and I decided to just write a list of like everything that was bothering me and that was like mm -hmm. one of the things it was feeling like I didn't have any allies or that like no one was on my team and mm -hmm. once I made those friends mm -hmm. like that made the whole situation a lot better um, yeah, yeah. So I felt really lucky to have their support. Like you two were really there for me. Just because, again, like other people who I really love and respect, like they did not mm -hmm. necessarily understand this choice, and I think they were also coming out of fear, um, mm -hmm. and so they weren't that supportive in me taking this big risk. Um, but you were definitely there and being like, "Girl, get out of there." <laughs> I was like, "Girl, get the fuck out of there." Yeah. I was like, and I think um, people who've never had a job that destroys them from the inside out yeah. don't know yeah. that you would rather just work at the Trader Joe's. Yeah, 100%. Twice a week mm -hmm. and make one sixteenth of your paycheck than like I, ever go back. Yeah, no, I've applied for a job at Trader Joe's. I would be yes! incredibly lucky to work there. Can't wait, exactly. <laughs> 
exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you realized, um, especially when um, you're in a bad job situation and then you go to somebody who's in a good job mm-hmm. situation, you're like, damn, wow, what am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just kind of, you know, just people can't give you everything that you want or need. Like you kind of have to take some accountability yeah. and like give yourself yeah. what it is that you might need in a particular situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with. It's like in some ways, yeah. a lot of us are waiting to be saved or rescued. Yeah. And when yeah. like the people that we really love don't show up for us in that way, it can be really mm-hmm. hard not to take it personal. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone, especially in this, during the pandemic, like everyone is struggling, everyone is trying. Um, So just like coming from that point of view. um, Yeah. Yeah. And everything's changed for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I think specifically with friendships, like regardless of whether or not there's a pandemic, friendships, friendship dynamics do change, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, especially like when you think back to friends that you've had since high school or college, like you're not the same person you were at 18 or Mm -hmm. 20 or whatever. So like your friendship might Mm -hmm. look differently or, um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, just being honest of your friend's um, limitations, right? Like maybe you have that friend who's really fun to go out with, but like they're not someone Mm. who's like very in tune with their emotions. You might not be able to have a deep heart to heart with them. I don't Mm -hmm. think that's, like, Mm -hmm. a reason to cut them out of your life, right? Like, you just have fun with them, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, just, like, knowing who you're dealing with, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. just going from there. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I'm fully ready for when your long-haired, bubble-lifted baby comes (laughs) into the world that our friendship dynamic is probably going to change because when I come over, I'm going to probably have to help you. Yeah. I would rather help you, whether that's stay home and watch this um, big, adorable, fat-lipped, <laughs> giant-haired baby, or whether it's, like, cooking and, like, mm-hmm. helping you out with stuff. Yeah. Whatever it is, but it's, like, going to shift right. around. We're not going to be smoking weed and drinking a bottle of Whisper and Angel. Yeah. I you mean, I'm, I'm going to be, like, heavily sleep-deprived, so, like... Exactly. Um, probably gonna, it's going to be hard for me to string two sentences together. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... You know, we could dance it out. We could create a new yeah. language. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm fully ready. Yeah. Fully, fully ready. Yeah. Um, and on that note, should we keep it 100? Always. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is growth progress on our goals and achievements um, about our friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we definitely broke some of this down in the can we discuss part of yeah. it. but. Um, making sure that you have expectations that are not through the roof yeah. with your friends. Yeah, let's get realistic. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, get realistic. Maybe even I have a hard time setting expectations for people that I haven't set for myself. Mm-hmm. And my expectations for myself are so high, I've never even reached them. Yeah. And so I shouldn't have those expectations for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, boundaries, which we talked about last mm-hmm. week. Um, and then just being mature enough to know when your friendships shift Mm -hmm. to adjust to that shift. Like you talked about the friend that you go out with. If you hit, for me, it was 27, (laughs) and those hangovers start lasting from the morning to the morning, the night, and then the noon after, in the day after, maybe you don't see that friend as often. Yeah. 
And like, that's okay. And both of you guys should have an understanding yeah. of that. You could get brunch, you know? You can get brunch. <laughs> Perfect. You know what I mean? Think, mm-hmm. Do something mm-hmm. else, right? Like maybe, mm-hmm. um, maybe you don't grab drinks. Maybe you do something else that's fun. Like, I don't know, do like a paint night or... Yeah. I don't know, like go go to a museum or whatever you guys mm-hmm. have fun doing together, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's just about mm-hmm. like spending quality time and creating those moments, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I will say during this part that um, recently, probably in the last month or so, I had a sincere like sit down and apology with a friend. Mm-hmm. And it felt so, so good for both of us. Mm-hmm. Both of us acknowledged that this like thing was happening. Mm-hmm. This communication error was happening because we had only been communicating digitally for so for a year and a mm-hmm. half. And I acknowledged what was happening with me internally. A lot was going on for me last year. Yeah. And um, acknowledged what I was projecting onto her. Yeah. And we had an incredibly deep and wonderful conversation that we took away from even closer. Mm -hmm. And so having some self-awareness about your expectations for other people and then also what you're projecting onto other people and squeezing in and I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. but also like kind of venting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. in the same way is also really nice. Yeah. Like trying to see the other person's perspective, but also like, Mm -hmm. um, it not taking away your own feelings, right? Like you can still Mm -hmm. feel your feelings and still make room Mm -hmm. for how that other person is feeling. It doesn't mean you need to minimize your own, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like we had something similar happen to us last week where Mm -hmm. we were supposed to record this episode on friendship and it was Mm -hmm. like, you know what? We need to take a pause and just like talk some things out. And Mm -hmm. like, I love that instead of recording, like we ordered Bonchon, we watched Mm -hmm. so much good bad tv (laughs) um and just got to chill out with each other um Mm -hmm. and that was like i feel like a really nice um nice thing for us yeah yeah definitely definitely um and you'd need that i think um especially when people get into partnerships Mm -hmm. whether whoever your partner is sometimes people leave their friends out or think they don't need them Mm, and mm -hmm. i don't think that's ever been true Mm -hmm. oh like Um, you mean you're in like a relationship yeah Yeah. you're in a relationship you got married Mm -hmm. you whatever you need your friends yeah Yeah. you need some friends yeah yeah i feel like that's the thing right it's like humans crave connection and so you need to build Mm this like social circle or like your own chosen family. Um, because mm-hmm. even if you have mm-hmm. like a great relationship with your own like blood family, like sometimes mm-hmm. you need people that you're not related to so that you could either vent or, yes. you know, just you, you need, it's, it takes a village. Yes. I truly believe that. And 1000%. <laughs> yeah. There are some things that my mother told me for years mm-hmm. And until I got to college and heard some of my friends say it, I was like, oh, that makes sense. And my mom was like, oh, really? <laughs> really? Oh, my God. I'm saying that for a while now. That's interesting. Huh. Oh, so funny. Mm. <laughs> yep. But sometimes you hear it differently mm-hmm. when it comes from a friend. Yeah. So that is a great point. Yeah. Totally. I guess we could do this, too. Um, you could you know, do this game. Do the what? That's part of it. Best yeah. part of our friendship game. Yeah, <laughs> best part of our friendship game. Um, or like some nice memories. I think the best part of our friendship mm. is um, 
we've really put in not only the time, you know, we have like a 20 year friendship, but Mm -hmm. we've really worked on just like building that trust and like being able to be vulnerable with one another. Um, Mm -hmm. I think friendships Mm -hmm. really do require that. Um, Mm -hmm. But it can be really scary to tell someone how you feel or to let them know that you're really going through something. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel like we really do create a safe space for one another. Yes. Um, And aside from that, just like laughing with you. I think we laugh a lot. and. We do. get into some shenanigans and yeah. <laughs> it doesn't take much yeah. for us to have a good time so yeah I um agree with all of that I'm going to pinpoint one thing mm-hmm. that I love about us I think that when we come to each other with issues with other people mm-hmm. uh that we're very close to whether it's husband boyfriend mom dad mm-hmm. that we look at the situation in a very um uh like holistic holistic yes <laughs> holistic yeah. and like a, I've been to therapy I'm in therapy and let's like take some lessons mm-hmm. from me to you type of way mm-hmm. um if you come to me about a fight with your husband mm-hmm. there is nothing I want more for you guys to like flourish as a couple yeah. and so that's the that's the goal <laughs> angle yeah. that yeah that's the goal yeah, yeah. as much as I'm like team Daniela mm-hmm. I want nothing bad to happen to you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know the same for you and same for Adam. I remember <laughs> after, um, some people close our first date, but after um, my first like in-person hangout oh, with yeah. my boyfriend mm-hmm. now, I remember saying what he told me after the uh, day was over. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling your husband too, mm-hmm. when he was like, Ugh. You both were like, please stop. Because I was like, I don't know if he likes me. I don't know if he likes me. And Adam was like, girl, what? (laughs) Adam came at me real too. Like, giving you that guy's perspective. (laughs) Yes, yes. And I just love how much even like the three of us have fun together. Um, and how we can talk about each other's moms, we can talk about each other's dads, mm-hmm. we can talk about in-depth relationships that we have and come at each other from a holistic perspective. Yeah. Um, I don't have that with a whole lot of other people, mm-hmm. so it's really, really nice. Yeah, I think that's one of like the cool things, because, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people grew up, have like lifelong friends, like someone they've known since they were like one or two or whatever, like I... Yeah. I Kindergarten? Yeah, like I can't yeah. relate, I don't have that. Um, same. So the, You're my oldest. Yeah. So the, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that I've known you since I, you know, was 11 years old, I think, is mm-hmm. like so beautiful. Um, yeah. Well. Yeah. Should we stretch our soul? Soul stretch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Um, soul stretch is the segment where we talk about solutions and resources on how to heal or start your journey mm-hmm. on what we just discussed. In this case, friendship. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think, like we've mentioned, um, friendships require you to be vulnerable. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes you need to take a chance to be the one to reach out. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know that, like, sometimes that can be scary because you, maybe there's this fear of, like, you'll be rejected or that person won't respond in in the way you'd like them to. But Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. to that I say, life is short. And, you know, if someone doesn't respond back to you, like, reach out again or reach out to someone else, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. 
something that people don't really talk about is that friendships do take work and they do take effort, you know? No one, no one tells you. Yeah. No one tells you. It's like just this organic (laughs) thing. Right. And like, if it's not solid, then like you're a failure in some way, or there's something wrong Mm -hmm. with you. Um, Mm -hmm. and I don't think that's Mm -hmm. the case. I just think that people can be really, um, caught up in their own personal lives and it just, it takes that effort of just like reaching out every now and then, um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. checking in. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know that um, back in the last year of our 20s, <laughs> me and Tosh had a very long, drawn out, mm-hmm. at that time, very serious issue because of how much we were working together. Yeah. And um, it didn't come to a head until I was <laughs> months into therapy <laughs> yeah. to try to get the... <laughs> to try to build up the anticipation of what she was even going to say and how I was feeling. Mm -hmm. Uh, We did a whole coverage on it on our our lifestyle episode um, of friendships. But at the time, I was so scared that she was going to be like, I don't need you anymore because I have a man. (laughs) And like, that's that. And once I looked that in the face, I was able to express to her what was going on. Mm -hmm. And we came out of that. I, oh my God, that feeling of being resolved. Yeah. Such a relief. Oh my God. Oh my God. Such a relief. It was incredible. Um, so yeah, sometimes even when you have to get vulnerable, like face the actual fear Mm -hmm. and be like, you know what, if that happens, what's next? Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then, and then just move on from there. Right. And like, Let's say it didn't work out that way, right? Like, let's say she did say, you know what? I don't need this anymore. Like, bye. Yeah. It's yeah. like preparing yourself for, like, if that does happen, like, yep, you, you might be disappointed. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's a totally fair feeling, right? Like, making room for yeah. whatever mm. might come up. Um, yep. Yeah, totally. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, too, like, when once you're vulnerable with someone, that like opens a door and allows that other person to also be vulnerable with you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 For sure. And then, you know, like, again, like, not just reaching out, but like making moments to bond and to strengthen friend- friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Whether that's catching up over a cup of coffee or going out to dinner, yeah. going dancing, yeah. taking a walk, like, you know. Yes. 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 I actually just texted a friend of mine today um, because. I'm feeling ugh, like too many feelings and I just want to watch Beverly Hills. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Tonight? Uh-huh. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> yes, I texted her today. Um, or um, going and even trying something new together mm-hmm. with a friend. Mm-hmm. I find that this works with being a couple too. Trying something new together that you may both be interested in is also really fun. Yeah. Um, whether it's like a new, you go to Ulta and get like a new mascara mm-hmm. or you go to, um, something wild. You both get a group on mm-hmm. and you like go do some wild activity yeah. together. Like trying something new together mm-hmm. is also really fun. So fun. Um, that reminds me of, I did this with my sister and she's like, you know, one of my besties, um, really yeah. love her. And, um, we, I, we went to a rage room together, which is like, 
Oh my God, that's <laughs> it right. It was wild. My therapist recommended mm-hmm. uh, this to me. And, um, it, you know, you like rent out this room and you have like all this protective gear and you have, there's like mm-hmm. a bunch of old electronics and you literally pay mm-hmm. to like smash the shit out of these like old <laughs> printers and fax machines, you know, just like getting all of that aggression and anger, you know, pent yeah. up anger out. Um, and it was just like, wild to do that um and really fun mm-hmm. to do that with my sister um mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just going away at it um yeah. listening to like heavy metal music or i don't know we like changed it up we could like play our own playlists and stuff so oh my god that's so cool yeah it was really fun um so i recommend that to anyone who um is interested in letting out some anger you know yeah yeah definitely yeah um and then even if you have some friends that um, you may feel are toxic. Mm-hmm. If last June happened and they didn't say shit, <laughs> if um, you know what yeah. I mean, like if it's just like time to walk away, it's perfectly yeah. fine for you to walk mm-hmm. away and be like, you know what, that season with that person yeah. was wonderful, and then that's it. It's like I feel I also forget the saying, and I remember in Real House of New Jersey they were like trying to figure out what the saying was, but it's like. For a whole episode. <laughs> for a whole episode, it's like I remember friends that. come into your life for a reason, a season, and some other thing. I don't remember which. It's a reason, a season, and something else. Yeah. A reason, a season, a lifetime. It's a poem. One. A reason, a season, or a lifetime. Or a lifetime. In your life for a yeah, reason. Yeah. For a season. I don't know what the la- lovely ladies of Jersey were trying to say. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I, oh I truly believe that, you know, and it doesn't have to be this whole, oh, yeah. sometimes it can be dramatic and sometimes it can hurt. Like I have yeah. had friendship breakups, especially like in high school where like your friends were your whole life. Yeah. <laughs> like that can yeah. be incredibly painful. Um, but like, don't hold on to things that no longer serve you, you know? And mm-hmm. if that's like a toxic mm-hmm. friendship, if it can't be salvaged, then, you know, maybe you need to reflect and walk away from it and I don't think yeah. that is like a reflection of you or, or that person it's just time to go your separate ways mm-hmm mm-hmm yep and like look at it fondly be like wow that was great yeah like I really and had fun with that on. person but not anymore yeah, <laughs> yeah that's totally fine yeah totally fine for sure well speaking of the real housewives of New Jersey <laughs> yet or they just it's coming soon no i think it's just coming soon i can't wait though i can't i love them me too so much Mm -hmm. oh my god i can't wait yeah um Um, so we'll go on to bravo ish then yes definitely on to bravo ish cool do you want to start with the Bravo stuff or LuLaRoe? Oh Did you finish LuLaRoe? Of course I. LuLaRoe. Of course I finished it. Oh my god. Okay, let's start. Let's start with LuLaRoe. <sighs> that was very much like, it was. It was giving me like the Fire Festival documentaries. For sure. The fact yeah. that yeah, yeah, yeah. the the creators or owners of LuLaRoe were interviewed is like mind boggling to me. Oh my god. Like the level of narcissism, narcissism yes. or hubris. It's yes. like what? <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, it was. It was a train wreck. I could not. Mm-hmm. I could not look away. Um, yeah, I think. Um, first of all, I love that they did it as a four-part series. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really great and really digestible. Yeah. I started on the plane, um, which was. This is a great one to do if you guys are traveling at any point in time. Download all four parts. It's a great, great watch because every last 
um, moment of the episode prior yeah. like a cliffhanger mm-hmm. element to it that does not disappoint. Yeah. Like when someone says their life was ruined, they're dead ass. <laughs> <It's like laughs> you know? Statement. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. It was such a good documentary. If you guys have ever heard of LuLaRoe, it is the ugliest clothes anyone can wear. Yeah. I mean, you told me it this, is- like you t- first you told me about the documentary B, you were describing yeah. these leggings to me, and I was like, okay, yeah. like, I don't, you were like, you know, it's like weird hamburgers or like tacos on your leggings. I'm like, how bad could yes. it really be? You know, like, how bad? I had no idea how horrible, like, horrid <laughs> these clothes were. Like, truly, truly atrocious. So bad. <laughs> so bad. And just to think that these two Mormon goons <laughs> could think that they are saying that they are empowering women selling the ugliest clothes possible. Yeah. You already know they lying. Yeah. You know they lying. Yeah. And then they got them 14 kids. Two of them are married, which is always, that's always a spicy twist. Yeah. And then they had a black girl in there being interviewed. Who I worked loved for them, her. Which I love. Oh I just love that they had her in there being like, that was one of my favorite mm. parts of the documentary where she talked about like they had this LuLaRoe like hosted this like cruise or something and, cruise. and she was invited and she's like, mm, I don't really want to go like no offense, but I don't want to really be on a boat in the middle of the ocean with a whole bunch of white people. She's like, I yes. love white people, but no, <laughs> I'm good. And like these particular yeah. brand of white people mm-hmm. like, ah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to skip out. <laughs> she was hysterical. Yeah. And then they just had um authentic tales from women who sold it men who sold it yeah it was just really good i thought it was really just well put together well done you could really feel like you could tell how people like got wrapped up in this and oh it it was almost like a cult that's like the vibes it was Mm -hmm. giving um (laughs) (laughs) yes it's giving you (laughs) cults it's giving oh my gosh God. So speaking of lies, we get into <laughs> the lies, the lies, the lies. Oh my God, so many lies. Um, just when you thought Erica's story could not get more unbelievable, <laughs> it oh gets more God. unbelievable. It just oh, can you believe it? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> do you think that her lawyers are crafting these stories, or you think she's like drafting them with a whiteboard with the dog? I think she's got. I house. think she's going a little rogue. I think you know. Mm. I think. Um, I'm sure filming is really demanding and it's like she needs to come up yeah. with <laughs> something like on the fly, you know? I don't think yeah. she fully thought out yeah. the whole story because it sounds very unbelievable. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like as PK said, you know, he's no statistician, um, <laughs> but it's, it, it, it seems very unlikely that both um, Tom and her son would get into separate car accidents where their car like rolls over um i'm not saying it's impossible but yeah even when she was telling that story it's like okay so is your son okay like he just walked out of this car flipping five times over like totally fine it just it doesn't fully make sense and even if he did what are you doing at crystal's house right wouldn't you not be here Mm -hmm. wouldn't this be like a family emergency yeah i don't know Oh, so strange. Oh, Erica. Because I know, like, yeah, right was... after that story, I was, like, Googling whether it snows in Pasadena, where it could possibly... We were doing 
investigative work. Okay, y'all. Let let me tell you something. First, Daniela pulled up Google Earth. Yep. I needed to Not see the Google Maps. <laughs> Google Earth. Yep. And we were looking to see like two meteorologists, <laughs> Al Roker and Mr. G over here, looking to see where it snowed. Yeah. And we were like, what are you talking about? It's snowing. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. What are you talking about? He confronted a burglar. It, yeah. I thought he's supposed to be so like under mental distress. He was right. in his house by himself. Yeah. And he like he confronted the burglar, and then what? The burglar just went away. The burglar didn't hurt Tom, who's this like Yo, feeble old man. Like this fucking feeble old man <laughs> with Alzheimer's and dementia comes up to you and is like, "Hey, get out of my house!" And the burglar was like, "Bet, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Sorry." It just makes no sense. No sense at all. No sense at all. So I'm excited to see how she does it tonight. How she explains the rest of this. Tonight. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure. There has to be, there's going to be more questions. There are going to be more mm-hmm. tall tales and mm-hmm. it's truly, truly bizarre. Um, and I love when she was just casually dropping this story. Like Kyle was shook to her core. <laughs> like she right. was like truly trying to process this. Um, yeah. And another highlight for me was just how high Mauricio was at that dinner. Oh my God. Um, I, I, I love it. <laughs> And they were all trying to figure out this mystery, like the Hardy Boys, like him and PK. Oh my God. PK had me rolling this whole episode. Yeah. Oh my God. He was so, so funny. I never thought I would like be so amused by him, honestly. Me either. (laughs) Me either. But he's really the only one making sense. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. That's wild. Um, Mm Yeah. And then finally, Dorit's wedding dress party. Yes, which these dresses, I don't know who's buying them. Yeah. I don't know if the Dorit stands are also making this much money. For $35,000? $35,000 just for the dress. Not even to like fit you. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the off the rack price. Yeah. That's shit is wild. Even like Dorit. a Panina Tournay, you know, like the favorite of Say Who Yes. Is that? She's like a favorite on Say Yes to the Dress. Everyone's always like, I want oh. Panina Tournay. Those dresses are not even I mean, I'm sure that she has some that are like thirty five thousand dollars, but like yeah, I don't think yeah. that's the norm, you know. Yeah. I just Googled it. At Kleinfeld Panina Tournay dresses usually range from two thousand four hundred and five thousand. Yeah. So I don't know, but I guess if if like three people buy these each dress, Dorit makes profit. I'm sure. I don't know. She is doing it with like because it's a collaboration, right? It, oh, it yeah, it's a collab. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with someone else who I think designs wedding dresses. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh, so then it's like low risk for her. Okay, so this is just for fun. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I heard on Watch What Crappens that there's like some shady stuff behind I heard behind too. this other woman that she's doing this collaboration with, so. Yeah, oh wow. <sighs> Very yeah. odd. Okay. Um, Very strange, but um, and if, yeah, good luck to read. And if there, yeah, seriously. Um, and if there was any sign um, that I needed for me to like watch less TV, um, I hate how I noticed that one of Dorit's models was CJ from Fuckboy <laughs> Island and that I was freaking out about it and like really into it. <laughs> oh, you better go ahead, CJ. You better get yourself a job, oh CJ. Yeah, I'm so happy for her, honestly. Get it, girl? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I Look love at it. you. Um, also, that last conversation with Garcelle, I'm really interested to see how they're going to close out this season and how Garcelle is going to wrap up this reunion mm-hmm. because... 
the fact oh, that, yeah. and I told you this while we were watching, mm -hmm. I, Garcelle feels like this because of some unspoken things. Yeah. The first thing, she's the only black yeah. one, right? Mm -hmm. That's number yeah. one. Number two, she's the only one that still works. I don't know if Lisa's still selling that shit on HSN, mm -hmm. but she was the only one who was like still working out here. Mm -hmm. And then number three, Garcelle is very black famous. Yeah. And gets a lot of respect in the black mm -hmm. community. And none of these people know who I she know. is. I <laughs> know. So this is so, I'm sure her walking that line and even her still working. Yeah. Is something that they can't comprehend and understand. Mm -hmm. And I think it's causing and creating a lot of tension in the group. Mm -hmm. um, and with with her perception of who they are as well. Yeah. And they need to get with it and know that like she is everything. She's absolutely everything. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. They, <laughs> get gotta, with they it. gotta get with yeah. it. Yeah. They gotta get with it. Uh, Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. Well, speaking of Black Famous, let's go to Potomac. Yes! Oh my God. <laughs> Did you get a chance to watch the drive back music video? I, I will never. <laughs> it wasn't our bad. Good, it wasn't bad. Uh, our good friend James had the audacity to put it on his Instagram story. Oh my God. <laughs> the fact that he was Yeah. The song actually is a little catchy. I'm not going to lie. No. It's a little catchy. No. I refuse. But there were definitely some plot holes in the music video, okay, mainly that okay. um, uh, Candace and her love interest in this music video go to a mm -hmm. diner. There's, they sit down at a table. There's two glasses of water. A waitress stops by and she's like, can I get you guys anything? Like, what do you guys want to order? And the, lo the love interest is like, we'll have water. We'll just have water. It's like, you have two glasses of water right there at the table. And then the waitress brings another two glasses of water. So now they have four glasses no, of water. No, four glasses of water? Yes. Oh, no. Um, See, her love interest should have been Chris. He knows he wasn't doing I nothing. I know. Come on, he knows he wasn't busy. Yeah, I wonder I wonder why that was a choice, but. Yeah, I wonder that too. Yeah. Dorothy was probably like absolutely not. You know, she's probably funding the whole. She, oh, she's she's probably funding this whole thing. She's probably trying to set her up with that yeah. guy. <laughs> oh my god. Grace's fiat, that Gucci print, <laughs> that made me so mad. <laughs> oh my god, that car still to me is like that little car with the yellow top and the red bottom that you pedal with your feet. <laughs> And you're like two yeah. <laughs> down the driveway. It's your price car, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's what it looked like to me. Oh my god, that whole scene had me dying. I know. Oh my god, that was so funny. That was so and funny. I'm, <laughs> I'm dying at your nose <laughs> at Wendy's presentation. <laughs> oh my god. Automatically, Eddie is the best husband of any franchise for having to sit through that whole presentation. Eddie is the best. I really wish he had Mauricio's strain of weed so that he could eventually forget that this ever happened. Oh my God. Because that presentation was not shit. First of all, Rory Housewives of, of Potomac producers, y'all ain't shit for cutting to Karen's candle that is already made in multiple, uh, you know, she got a gift set. Mm -hmm. She got it all planned mm -hmm. out. To Wendy with uh, the Staples um, poster board talking about here is my presentation. Oh my god! For my candles, 
that and yet she's still like you could tell this presentation was long she it was a lot of words <laughs> a lot of language and then eddie's yeah. like okay um how much does it cost to make the candle she's like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> what was this presentation like this is so embarrassing i can't believe she went from one season of like I am this bad bitch with these four <laughs> degrees and this PhD. So like, I can barely I'm put together dumb. a business proposal. <laughs> I'm dumb. Yeah. Yeah. You guys didn't know? Like, oh my God, I can't. I've like, nobody told her. I feel like I'm watching her and I'm like, nobody told her. Yeah. <laughs> this is not right. Or like, what is Karen telling you? <laughs> you know, like your mentor, right? Like, <laughs> Your mentor who stole your idea. Right. <laughs> no, she was in Discovery. Um, oh, that's right. You know. Because she does Discovery. She does Discovery. That's what I'm going to start saying. I do Discovery. <laughs> I do product development. <laughs> I do digital storytelling. I do um, strategy. No lies told from, from what you're saying. So, <laughs> Facts. Um, we officially now know what Ashley's uncle's name is. It's Uncle Lump. Uncle Lump. <laughs> Not Bubba. <laughs> I've been calling him Bubba. Just, oh my God, I'm calling him all kinds of names. Uncle Lump. Yeah. Who's great. And who yeah. also Baby Dean looks like, I think. Oh yeah, you could see the resemblance. Um, but Ashley also introduced the scene by saying that her uterus was falling out, which I promptly Googled. I don't want to know. <laughs> oh, I did Kegels the rest of the episode. I was like, fuck out of here. Not not I. Oh, nope. So scary. Not me, Jesus. <laughs> nope. Everything bad that could happen, like from a pregnancy, I feel like, or like a birth, you know what I mean? Because it's like the first, yeah. the first time around, it was like her butthole ripped. Her butthole. <laughs> now she has a prolapse uterus. It's like, oh my God, you're... Oh. truly making this whole thing terrifying and it is no yeah. wonder that pregnancy is such a mystery because if we fully knew what went into it no one would get pregnant yes, the human population would just stop yeah. it's like i'm good oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. um oh, i also love that um Robin from seeing that life coach slash therapist one time like is doing oh, yeah. wonders for her like she finally yeah had a real talk with Juan she said drop the mm -hmm. whistle um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love seeing that I love seeing her communicate her needs and yeah them finding some kind of resolution yeah yeah and I I I think him using um, the fact that he, that she is not attractive to him anymore as a motivational tool was really, really disgusting. Yeah. And I think that was clouding her judgment in knowing like, wow, he's coaching me like his college kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because he was adding in this detail of like, this isn't sexy to me and I want to have another baby. So choose one. <laughs> uh, that was like... That was so fucked up. And just the more she talks about it, the more I get really, really upset about mm -hmm. it. Um, but also, I, too, was really glad to see her express her needs. Mm -hmm. I'm always happy to see them when they, like, hug. Yeah. And he's like, I'll, I'll do better. Yeah. I'm like, oh, why? I know. I also, probably not, but probably not. Yeah. yeah. It's like you, you're still rooting for them, right? Like, are they flawed? Yes. A hundred percent. But yep. I think they have shown a real commitment to mm -hmm. trying to make it work in the best way that they yep. can. Um, yep. Yep. There's definitely yep. a lot of love there. Yeah. Yeah. They do have a strong commitment to their family. That's true. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Mia. Mia, <laughs> during this 
video shoot. Oh my God, shady boots. <laughs> God, she is so absurd. Yeah. Just even from her just asking um, Dottie mm -hmm. how old she was, I was like, you're wilding. Like, I didn't know you were Barbara Walters. Like, <laughs> who are you? Why is this any of your goddamn business? Is Chris it's getting paid? Not. You know? <sighs> Yo. Ask. I see, that's the thing. She won't ask Candace because she knows how Candace turns up. Probably because she watched last season in detail and has multiple spreadsheets on what she's going to do this season. Mm -hmm. But, like, it doesn't look good on camera. You look villainous yeah. on camera. And Giselle is you know? loving it. She is eating it up. Living because she's not the villain anymore. No. Somebody else took the yeah. spot. And she's like, ooh, I don't have to do yeah. this. is off yeah. me. And she's asking the questions ooh. that I want answers to. You know? I mean, say, I also We all like want answers. answers to, but it's still inappropriate. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, yeah, and I want answers to more things. Like, Dottie, how do you maintain your uh, license to be a therapist <laughs> when you act like this on TV? So foolish. I, I, I would like to know that answer, yeah. right? But she doesn't ask all of the hard-hitting questions, just the one that, you know. Yeah. But um, these ladies serve up shade, friendship, yeah. relationships in a way that no other city does. This is why they did that Telfar campaign. <laughs> we haven't seen Sonia no Telfar campaign. True. And Sonia got every color yeah. and every size. She's like an ama self-promoted uh, ambassador, you know? Like, yes. <laughs> Telfar yes. did not ask her to, but she's like, no. Ready. Yes, she was one of the early adopters of Telfar for sure. Yeah. But this is why a whole campaign came out with the Real Housewives of Potomac. Yeah. Yeah. You know Beyonce watches this <laughs> shit. You know Solange watches it. You know they got a root text. Ugh. Like, you know this is the show to it's watch. It's so good. It's so good. It's, if you I guys mean, are not watching Nicki it, Minaj wants to MC the reunion, so. <laughs> Which she murdered that by tweeting that she's not vaccinated. But you know what? I would have loved to see it. <sighs> Nicki, Nicki, Nicki. I know, I know. Um, well, speaking of the unvaccinated, should we go to solid? Oh my God. I'm murdering the transitions today. I love it. <laughs> Killing it, girl. <laughs> Seamless. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. This is kind of a boring one, but... Yeah. I think it's just because they follow a Potomac, which is like a, a roller coaster. Right. And also, like, after and the first two minutes of the first episode, it's like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just It's kind of like we're that. in a lazy river, just, like, taking <laughs> our time, <laughs> trying to get yeah. to the end of it. Um, yeah. 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 Sure. Uh, I will never stop being appalled by Mary's home decor. <laughs> it is... <laughs> Eclectic is not the word. It is atrocious. Um, no, it's like it's like the real real. Have you ever been into the real yeah. real? That's what it looks like in there. It looks like it smells like old leather. <laughs> Used leather in there. Oh my god. It looks terrible. I, Does her son live with her? Yeah. Did you not see that fridge? He had like a big That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> I was like, why he got this fridge oh in the middle of his room? With no food in it. Mary was horrified. She's like, you just have gallons water. of milk. <laughs> milk. Like, gallons of milk in there i was I like this is weird. i feel like that's such a teenager boy move too it's like oh, just need milk and water <laughs> let me tell you something let me tell you what would happen if you and i went away for a week okay <laughs> what would happen to your fridge oh my god it would be hello yeah. guys milk yep. 
I mean, Adam hates milk, but absolutely, there would be yes. all guys, a bunch of empty containers, you know. Yes. <laughs> oh, sigh. Oh, um, Meredith's husband walking in with that mask had me dying. I wish she kept it on because I don't know if you noticed this, but he had a soul patch. I did see that. It was pretty bad. I hate any tuft of hair. Mm-hmm. Chin, lip, upper lip, any just small tuft of hair, yeah. I can't stand it. Yeah. One of my favorites, Akira C. Davenport, <laughs> Drag Queens has yeah. one, and I just, I hate it. Oh my God, this is not for me. Yep. I don't think it's flattering. I don't It's a don't choice, like it. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess they're reconciled in their marriage, so I guess yeah. he can do what he wants now. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> that little soul patch is the least of their worries. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love getting to know Jenny more. Um, yeah, the fact that she was yeah. a wedding singer, <laughs> I have many more questions. So do I. So do I. Um, yeah, it explains the piano in the house. True. I was wondering what that was doing there. Yeah. Um, and I think her daughter is so cute, and she must be protected yeah. at all costs. Like she's she just so funny. Um, and I love that she's I think eleven or nine, and she knows what she wants. Like she absolutely does not want a younger mm-hmm. sibling. It's not necessary. She's good. She's made it abundantly clear. <laughs> Did your parents ever talk to you about this? No. But I wanted a sibling, oh. though. Oh, you want... Wait, you wanted another one besides oh, Gabby? Oh, no, no. I wanted Gabby. After Gabby, it was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, same. Yes, same. Same. <laughs> yes, I wanted a sibling so bad, and I was so happy when Christian got yeah. here, and then I was like, see ya. And then my parents one day were like... Oh, yeah, we thought about, like, having a third. We really wanted a third. And my brother and I was like, yo, we fucked that nigga up. <laughs> We're like, yo, we hate him already. He's not here. Oh, God. <laughs> Initiate him, like, MS-13 style. Just kick the shit out of him. Oh, my God. We're so bad. So bad. <laughs> so bad. Things are better in even numbers, yeah. guys. <laughs> you know, the threes are tough. Oh, so threes tough. Yeah. I I think there's a study too, like women that have three children, like somehow four Mm -hmm. children is better than three. Is better. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's wild. Uh, Mm -hmm. Speaking of wild, Whitney complaining about her sex life (laughs) because she's only having sex two to three times a week. (laughs) First of all, Whitney, ma'am, that's a lot. That's a lot. For a married couple, especially. For a married couple and he's like 58. Yeah. I'm very intrigued by him now. I'm like, what's what's up? <laughs> what's good? What are you drinking? Yeah. Are you drinking that beet juice? Are you just taking Viagra? Yeah. Are you just like this naturally? Mm-hmm. What is happening here? Yeah, I had a lot of questions yeah. about and that. And the fact but that she demonstrated... That demonstration! Of robotic <laughs> sex? Oh my god. <laughs> I think I was blushing watching that. I was like, oh my God. I know. I know. It also too demonstrates the differences between men having sex and women having yeah. sex. You know what I mean? Like she, I don't think she's necessarily unsatisfied by the amount of sex they're having. It's just the kind. Yeah. She wants quality. Yeah, she wants quality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She wants romance. She wants passion. Yeah. She, wants she wants that all passion. That. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh boy. Yeah. That cracked me up. Um, yeah. And then let's see. Oh yeah. I have down here. We're getting a sneak peek into Jen Shaw's defense. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 
She is guilty of nothing. It's never her. It's never her. Why does she always have to apologize to everyone? It's not because Mm -hmm. of her behavior or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, I think she's a master manipulator, and she is really working those crocodile tears, you know? Yeah, crocodile tears race. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She. Yeah. Oh, God. She got to stop with this, like, it's because I'm Muslim. It's because I'm not white. Yeah. It's because I am from Hawaii, I believe she's mm-hmm. from. I believe. Or it's because I'm black. <laughs> Sometimes she'll just go there. Yeah. Sometimes she'll just go there, you yeah. know, which is a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that sadly, I hate having to do this, but I do think that Heather actually in her confessional said that Jen gets treated better because everyone is so afraid of yeah. her because she throws out tantrums threats yeah and tantrums of things that people don't want to be accused of mm-hmm. um i can't wait for her and meredith to come to a head because meredith can also come to her and be like you did some homophobic shit to my son mm-hmm. yeah um, jen is so i mean meredith is pissed um pissed. did you see watch what happens live with her on okay. it hold on hold on hold on we got to talk about this because I watched five minutes of Watch What Happens mm-hmm. Live and I was 100% positive that was Lisa. We, oh, Lisa that called the feds? <laughs> oh, no, that it, she no. was Meredith? Oh, my God, that's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> and I got a text in one of my group chats that was like, Meredith was so mad. I was like, that was Meredith last oh night? Oh, my God. <laughs> you couldn't tell by her monotone voice? I just, no, I just, I was just, when they both have that middle part, yeah. I can't, especially when they're next to each other, I can't tell, but when their hair is back, mm-hmm. I definitely, like, they look different. Yeah. But when their hair is in that middle part and they both went to live, laugh, laser, <laughs> I can't tell the difference. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. What else did she say on Watch What Happens Live? Well, Andy Point Blank asked her, if she was the one that if she, she alerted the feds and she mm-hmm. didn't deny it. She was pretty much like, when you come from my family, dot, dot, dot. So Damn. I believe the rumors that she hired a private investigator after Jen was coming what? after. Yeah. Brooks. I, I, that's my belief, right? She hired a private investigator and, um, he dug up all this shit and I don't know. I'm just very curious to see how this all plays out. Um, me too because they got all that like he's not out he's not out and my man's and his mama meredith were doing that dear evan hansen commercial oh my God. and the both of them look like they were fresh out of live laugh laser so the both yeah. of them looking tight and right mm. plump <laughs> tight brooks had his curls going I know. oh my god i know he looks very handsome he's so he handsome really, really, yeah yeah he's a handsome kid yeah um, oh my god, but that had me dying. I was like, y'all better candy it. <laughs> y'all better turn this rumor into some money. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't even know what Dear Evan Hansen's about. I, I just know that he I saw that. These... I saw that on Broadway. Oh, you did? I can't. You yeah. did? What's it about? It's, it's... Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's a musical. <laughs> Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. Google it. I, I can't. Okay. I'm not emotionally like prepared <laughs> to go into it. <laughs> I will Google it. Oh 
my god. Any is but any promotion, like the just the fact that they as a duo are making money yeah. right after he's being yeah. like like called all these names on their show is just great. Yeah. But good for them. Yeah, good for them. Um yeah. mm-hmm. Well, that was this week's episode. That was this week's episode. Thank you for listening. We'd love to hear from you. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you want to share your healing journey with us or your friendship journey with us, mm, yeah. you can always DM us on Instagram at zenwhat, or you can email us at zenwhat1 at gmail.com. If you're listening right now, please share on your IG story. We would love to grow this community, and it would really help us out. See you next week. <laughs>